Welcome, welcome. You're listening to the Faith, Fitness, and Freedom Podcast, and I'm your host, Rebecca Tavern-Cocurris. And ladies, today on this episode, I want to share with you what God is doing for me and that it be encouragement to you to look where God might be doing a new thing for you. One of the lessons in today's episode is that sometimes with the right wisdom and discernment, we get to let go of what is seemingly good or even great in order to reach forward into the next iteration of God giving us exceedingly abundantly above all we could think, ask, or imagine. How amazing is that, right? So I want to share with you a little bit of the backstory and then uh, give you the details again to give you kind of a model of what to look for and how God has walked me through these kind of leaps. (laughs) I was going to say steps, but they've definitely been some leaps of faith um, over the years. And so with that, let me give you just a little bit of a backstory for those of you that are newer to my community, don't know my story. Maybe you've just quote unquote, coincidentally stumbled onto this episode today. I don't think anything is by coincidence. I'm confident that um, God will use my words to meet you exactly where you're at and you will hear whatever it is that you are meant to take away from this episode. But for those of you that aren't familiar with my story, I am a former overweight atheist corporate girl turned fit pushing 50. It sounds crazy to me uh, to be almost 50, uh, passion driven, Jesus loving entrepreneur. And when I invited God into my life 20 something years ago, 21, 22 years ago, I had no idea how much my faith would lead me into such a wild and amazing journey. So first of all, the first 10 years, God like held me and he had a lot of work to do um, within me. Uh, But as a result of God really going to work with me over that first decade, is because, or as a result of that, he really began to plant the seed very early on for me, the importance of my thoughts. And as through that that season and that time, just from very early on, and I share more details about that story and kind of how that all came about um, in the first episode in terms of me, uh, my son being about a year old when I invited God into my life and the fact that I had been what I use the word atheist, but I recognize now that there aren't truly atheists. They believe in something, but that word resonates to the people that identify as atheists, right? Um, But anyway, looking back on how he had held me even when I was denying him and then being in this season where here I was, the person that absolutely needed something bigger than me to get through that season of life during, um, well, the leaning in started when Dante was, you know, growing in my stomach, I started to think maybe I'm not doing this on my own. But then he had planted seeds in the way of people where I had watched their lives be completely transformed. And in doing so, I started leaning in and and there was a whole process to that. And it was amazing. Uh, the events that took uh, took place very early on once I asked God to come in and help me figure out my life and, you know, take over, right? And I dug into his word because, and I think it was good in the season because I was searching for answers. You know, everything that I had criticized before in terms of what I understood about Christianity, I was now 
finding myself doing and realizing that was exactly what I needed. I needed answers. I needed comfort. I needed guidance, discernment. I needed a crutch. It was how I used to refer to uh, people that believed. And uh, so I held on to him very tightly and he started to show me that the the thoughts were the cornerstone or the foundation of being able to really go from where I was to where he, he wanted me to be. But honestly, just at the moment, I just wanted to feel better. I just wanted to have an understanding and a sense of value and worth beyond what the circumstance was at the time. Um, not only when I was, you know, accepted him, I was in a, still in a toxic marriage. And then by the time my son was about a year and a half, two years old. Um, I was getting a divorce from that, but for reasons other than just the toxic, toxic, toxicity, there was a betrayal there. And so there was just so much going on. Anyway, um, so by God going to work on my thoughts and helping me realize the importance of starting to recognize my thoughts, identify those that don't serve me and build thoughts that empower me based on his word, by him working on my thoughts, it started to, of course, like I teach now, our thoughts that we focus on consistently over time are what create our beliefs. And our beliefs about who we are, our circumstances, even the behaviors of others, then prompt our choices. And our choices made consistently over time create our lifestyles. You are today a result of cumulative choices. And not to turn this into that teaching lesson today, but it's an understatement to say that my life was completely transformed when I started doing this work with God. So yes, I did end up with a body I never expected from where I started, but more importantly, I became a much better mom and woman and not only that, but my, my deepest gratitude is the timing in which God is so perfect in that my son, who will be 23 in just a month actually, um, was raised by a God-loving mama and that he has known God his entire life, right? I didn't... I wouldn't change the way my life trajectory has happened because it is who I am, but I wasn't raised in that home that that knew God's love, knew that there was something bigger and had that to lean into in addition to parents, right? Um, and so I can look at, you know, adolescence and teenage years and I just know that there there is a significant difference. Not that Christian homes are perfect, not that they don't go through their own trials and tribulations as, you know adolescents or teens or what have you, uh, but watching the difference in how Dante was raised and the associations that he had and that just the depth of the connection that he has with God has been such a massive blessing for this mama's heart, right? And then the added blessing of all of that was that by God teaching me a renewed way of thinking based on his words, my confidence started to begin to be rooted in him and the presence that I started to carry into rooms grew exponentially. I need you to understand that, ladies. This is why the relationship with God is truly the foundation of all other things because it changes our energy. It changes the presence that we bring into the room of whatever room that might be, whether that's the room with your friends or the room with your family or the room with that corporate environment, whatever it might be. Excuse the Mr. Max in the background. 
If you're on my social media pages, you catch him in my stories every once in a while. He's quite a handful. But my point is, is that when we are transformed and God's word tells us this, but I don't think that we understand, we don't recognize or give it enough weight, the significance of his word that says we are transformed by the renewing of our mind. So by God starting that in and through me now, you know, 21, 22 years ago, um, as he began to progressively work on that those first 10 years, this woman, me, who was a high school graduate and barely graduated high school, but did have a lot of work ethic, worked since the time I was 15, out on my own by the time I was 17, and and work ethic combined with determination, combined with this new level of belief and understanding and confidence that, you know, continued to be cultivated. It didn't happen overnight. But as a result of that, I went from counting dollars for groceries during that ugly divorce when my son was a couple years old to landing an executive position earning north of six figures by the time my son was four or five years old. And I was pretty much 100% responsible for him. So not only was I able to be this this God-loving mama for him, but provide in ways that I didn't have to be dependent on anything else, right? And a few years into that career, God started whispering that he wanted me to leave the comfort of the paycheck and help other women experience the transformation he had given me. And trust me, because what I first heard, the first download, what I was getting was like some form of a personal trainer and going from making north of six figures in Orange County, which is just a, you know, it's all relative, but it is an expensive, quote unquote, um, you know, expensive expenses relative to, but higher end community. So to go from that and earning a comfortable living there to making what would have been maybe 12 or $15 an hour back then as a personal trainer, I talked back, right? I questioned God. I doubted. I argued the finances with him. But he really was also giving me this vision, this bigger vision of equipping and empowering women to know their worth and to live it out and to discover their unique and greater purpose and really maximize it to the greatest of their capacity and their potential. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, But I just, all I could see was that first step of going into a personal trainer. And so at the time, my corporation was closing the division that I was responsible for. Again, God then nudged and closed that door. And I could have applied and been, I was being requested to apply for other entities and I could have maintained the equal income or even maybe, who knows, maybe even a little bit more along with the prestige and all the things. But God's voice was very constant. And so I listened somewhat. <laughs> I followed his lead by thinking, well, maybe I'll just take some time off. And although because of the position I held, I did have a lot of flexibility in terms of I was still able to be fully present with Dante and, and my son and, and all the things. Um, I thought maybe I'll just take some time off, do this part time. I had, you know, been doing my own training and my own nutrition and been, you know, helping, you know, friends, family, whatever, um, very casually and sporadically. And I thought, maybe I'll just do this part-time. And I'm trying to keep this brief, but I, again, another person in my life who said, I believed, helped support the vision and hold on to it and actually gave me a job as, as a trainer, as I was getting my, you know, certifications to kind of back that up as well. Uh, and I started working as a personal trainer and started learning boot camps with them. And within a year of that, I started my first business with a boot camp at a park. 
And a few months later, again, I'm trying to give you the highlights to keep this brief. A few months later, I opened up a training facility or I opened up kind of, it was still a boot camp style workout along with some personal training into a physical location. Um, And then I got to tell you just really quick for those of you that might be in that first or second year of transition or even the third year of transition, it was a lot of faith in his provision, right? It was a lot to go from the security of a paycheck and my the company that I had left also gave me a little bit of a package um, to stay on board and help them close out. So I had you know a little bit to begin with, but it didn't go very, I say a little bit because in the big picture, it didn't go as far as you would think. Um, so you're very quickly just in this entrepreneurial world, realizing that you are solely responsible for showing up and needing to be able to do that in such a way that allows you to have the impact that God wants you to have. And then as a result of that, you have the income that pays your bills and pays your overhead. You know, well into my entrepreneurship, one of my financial mentors um, reminded me that in order for you to continue doing your passion, your passion has to be profitable, right? And so when you're an entrepreneur, regardless of what might be happening in life, you get to learn how to show up and how to discipline yourself um, to do that and to continue to perpetuate the momentum forward so that you can continue to honor the calling and the purpose that God has placed in your heart, right? So that brick and mortar fitness business turned into a 10-year business by God's work in and through me. And a lot of, like I said, you know, a lot in between, right? Um, and I got to, you know, speak at events and and he just grew me exponentially. I did uh, figure competitions, did that successfully while I was in this 10 year period as well, wrote an app, like all, like so many amazing things, many cer- training certifications, nutrition certifications, but 10 years of this brick and mortar business, which meant that my team and I had phenomenal team, grew as a leader, as a, you know, not just a mom, but, and as a woman, but as a leader and how to run teams effectively and how to communicate and uh, do all of those things over the course of 10 years, we helped thousands of men and women. And it was such an amazing experience. And I loved the in-person community. However, uh, due to the virus, the fitness facilities in California, which is where my physical location was, we were closed by state and uh, mandate in March of 2020. And March 2020, when we got the news that we would be closing, we quickly pivoted to online. And I'm super proud of my team and our ability and just the the resources. There's so much value in media, right? That we were able to do that because I know a lot of other businesses weren't. So we were able to quickly, within a 24-hour period or 12-hour period, I think it was, we converted um, from our physical location to online with the anticipation And full expectation that we would reopen as soon as the government would allow us to, right? And so that was March of 2020 that we were told that we would have to close for what was originally two weeks. Um, And what I didn't realize was that God was starting to prepare my heart for another shift. And I did not know this at the time, but somewhere late in March, might have been the first week of April, I was on a run and God stopped me to watch the butterflies. And it was a massive migration. I don't know if you've ever 
seen this or witnessed this, but it is the most amazing thing. And I must just live in the area because I've now witnessed it, been in the midst of it three times in the last, you know, 15 years, 20 years of, of living in this area. And my point being, it's just they're everywhere. You can't not notice them. And when I was on this run and I saw the butterflies and I just felt this sense of like needing to stop. And so I stopped, I listened and I asked, okay, God, what am I supposed to be seeing? And I had walked a little bit further and walked or sat down and there was like a little park area and I just sat in the grass and just really looked around and just tried to be still and present, right? And God talks about these seasons of being still and learning to be able to recognize his voice. And it's a result of investing our time in being in relationship with him. Because it's not a like neon sign, audible voice. It's an impression. And I do think he he um, he might speak to you a little bit differently depending on um, I think he meets us where we're at, right? Whatever he believes we're willing to see or hear, that's how he's going to present himself to you. That's my opinion. Uh, so as I was sitting there, I clearly heard in asking him, what do you want me to be seeing? I clearly heard back as great as everything behind you has been the impact, the experience, all of it was only the beginning. The shutdown is being used for your good. This is necessary. This is the cocoon and the best is yet ahead. Now at the time, this was still very early on in March, maybe the beginning of April 2020. And so I still felt like excitement and anticipation and like just this heaviness of like a good heavy, right? And I jumped online and I shared it live with my community at the time, thinking it was for all of us. Like, hey guys, stay encouraged. This is, you know, regardless of my physical facility, everybody knew that I love God, but they also knew my background and knew that I loved them where they're at. So we have all different face and cultures and lifestyles and whatever you want to call it, right? Um, but it's just, God is just part of my everyday conversation. So I shared the message in hopes that it would be encouragement to like, we're going to, like, this is all going to be work out, right? And at the time, like I said, I, I had every intention for months and determination that we would reopen, that the physical space is needed, and I still believe that it is needed, and that physical community and connection that we had created, like that is needed and we're going to fight for it. And what I thought I saw was just the continuation of the physical space and then the expansion with us being able to go online and the fact that we could help women wherever they were at because we were online. And then in about August of 2020, he, God again made it very clear to me in a moment that he then proceeded to affirm over and over and over again that I was to let go of the physical location for good. He gave me the impression that the, what I was doing to, to, fight for lack of a better word for the physical location for the ability for fitness facilities to open for all of the things was energy that he wanted me to now focus 100 percent 
online. And specifically, he was calling me to work exclusively with Christian women so that my programs and coaching could be clearly and unapologetically rooted in his word, right? To, of course, again, I always feel like I have to say this because I, for some reason, if God does anything, like brings an atheist or an agnostic to anyone's podcast, I know it'll be mine because that's who I was at one time. So I always want to caution, like, Still, regardless, I love people no matter what your belief system is or, or lifestyle or, or choices or, or whatever. God loves us where we are at. He is the example of that. But for this program and my coaching specifically, truly what has made my physical results trans uh, sustainable, but sister, when I look at all that God has put in front of me and all that God has Walked me through, yes, there's been plenty of challenges, but that's not what this is about today. But all of the opportunity and the expansions and the experiences that I've gotten to have over the last 10 years is like seriously mind-blowing. And to be able to do that, it's always been based on I'm rooted and grounded in his word, in his relationship, right? Even having the opportunity to coach other gym owners through, you know, one of my coaches um, brought me in and asked me to help them coach other gyms, right, all over the country or really all over the world, but most of them were in the United States somewhere. And like, so even in the secular environments, it's still me showing up as a Christian woman whose foundation is grounded in God's word. And so that's when it became so clear that this is the next step in my mission is to be focused on equipping and empowering Christian women specifically. And he told me two reasons. One, Christian women are going to be under far greater attack than ever before. And we've watched that happen over the last two years as things that are not in alignment with the Bible have carried a lot more traction. And being a woman that is grounded and rooted in God's truths and or what we believe to be our way of living or our standards are minimized or chastised or whatever the case may be, right? The, the, the balance has shifted over the last couple of years, right? So even more so than ever before, we need advocates. We need Christian women that are going to stand for each other and amplify each other's voices as being true to God's word, not to preach to others, but to be his character and unapologetically speak our faith or our ways of being when it's appropriate, right? And the second, and this was really important, was that he also told me that I'm here to disrupt the paradigm and flip the paradigm that self-care is selfish because reality is that his word tells us that self-care, honoring God in mind and body is truly a biblical principle. So then how have we gotten so far off the map that taking care of ourselves physically and mentally has become deemed as if it is selfish, right? And or a badge of honor to be running ourselves ragged, taking care of everyone else first. When the reality is, God put it on my heart that that's a scheme of the enemy to permeate this belief that making time for yourself, for your, and we're not talking about, you know, spending hours and, you know, every day of every week at the beach or the salon or the, you know, massage, whatever. We're talking about just really 
optimizing your health and well-being mentally and physically, right? That is not being selfish, but the enemy has planted this scheme and this story to make society call you selfish for that desire to be optimized in health and mind and body because of the fact that poor self-care, when you are not taking care of yourself, when you are putting yourself last or you're minimizing the importance of your health in mind and body, then it keeps you from being able to fully access and cultivate your personal relationship with God first and foremost. And then from that position, then being able to experience and cultivate the greatest potential within your unique and a greater purpose, right? We have a common purpose as Christian women, as believers. Our common purpose is to love God, to love our neighbor, to do our best to be an example of his character so that whether you're specifically called into apologetics, which some people are, or you're just called in wherever he has you to be an example of who he is so that others see him through you, even if that's the only church they'll ever see. Even if they don't recognize it as him in the at first or in the beginning, just like with me before I was a believer, right? They see something different and they're drawn in, they're attracted, and or you just might be planting a seed for that day or that week or that mentorship that then is watered by somebody else six months, a year from now, two years from now. So that is our common purpose, but you also have a unique gift and unique skill set, something that you are meant to cultivate. TJ Jakes calls it our like uh, raw material, right? God gave you this raw seed, a raw material, and it is up to you to do your best to cultivate it. But when you don't feel good, when you're distracted about how you feel in your body, when you don't have energy, you have brain fog, or you chalk up not feeling good to age and you minimize it, or you say, well, the business is more important because the, a lot of seemingly great things can keep you from taking care of yourself because that's another scheme. Well, it's good, it's for kingdom purpose or it's for my family or it's for my kids, but sister, I'm here to tell you, you cannot, you absolutely cannot, no way possible, give your best if you are not at your best, right? And so with God telling me to take this step again in faith and shake up this paradigm, I got to tell you again, it was hard. It was hard to let go of that physical location, something that I had poured so much into. Again, help of an amazing team, always have to caveat with that. And just the clients and the connection and I have, as much as I'm an introvert at heart, and I've talked about that before, like I have, I realized that I have become very like connected to the being interactive with people and all the things, right? So it was even harder for me to give up the physical location and the team and, and all those things. But in obedience, I followed God's lead. And again, this is where the lesson comes in and that sometimes we get to let go of what seems to be good, what seems to be great so that we can expand into his next version of exceedingly abundantly beyond what you can think, ask, or imagine, right? And we get to be aware and courageously take action when he 
leads us in these directions. Now, there's ways to make sure that you're hearing from God and discerning that it is of him and not your own personal wills or wants and, and all those types of things. That's for a different episode. Um, but when you know and you have that confirmation and it aligns with God's word and it probably is going to feel scary. I don't know. You know, sometimes I hear this uh, saying like, follow the peace. I don't know that you always have peace. I got to tell you, I didn't feel very peaceful when I was living a, you know, six figure income for the unknown certain, uh, like uncertain income and the hit or miss and, and all those things. I don't know that I had a knowing, but not necessarily like when I think of peace, I think of like a certainty and a like tranquil, you know, whatever. Sometimes it's, there's fear there, but it's a, it's a reverence. It's a, you get to courageously choose to take the step, even when you don't see the floor, even when you don't see the net that is going to catch you. That is what faith is all about. So it's not always going to feel peaceful, right? Um, but when you've affirmed and he's confirmed and all those things, then you take that step, right? And I can tell you, God is faithful to the faithful. And I can look back at my life and especially, you know, this last, well, yeah, my walk with him the last 20 something years, he is faithful time and time again. And I also want to tell you, so, well, no, let me fast forward so I can stay on track. So at the beginning of 20, so it was the end of 2020 that I decided that, okay, I made this decision, made the communication. It was the end of August, beginning of September. Um, and so kind of working in that transition towards the end of the year and really looking back, I think it was still just kind of setting in of how to make this happen. And I had started looking at going online. God had actually been telling me to branch out more online to, again, not when I say online, thinking of, you know, online workouts or what have you, but getting a more in-depth reach into women through an online coaching program, focusing on the thoughts, focusing on the mindset, focusing on, you know, Christian women showing up and being able to give their best, be their best on a given day so that they can give their best and experience their best, right? He had actually been putting that on my heart. This wasn't something that was overnight. He had been putting it on my heart before the lockdown. I started looking into this and, and working on uh, different programs in terms of um, learning like Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi's program and a couple of others back in 2019, but because the physical location, maybe even 2018, but because of the physical location was like my, I want to say heart and soul, not totally, but you know what I mean. I would never invested enough time into the online aspect. So isn't it interesting that here I was, not that all of this was divinely created for me only, but God definitely used 2020 for my good, to push me into that next iteration of what he had been trying to speak into me and then me finally receiving it with clarity and determination to, okay, let's do this. So the beginning of 2021, I started investing in coaches that were more online, aligned with the online space in terms of how to 
right? I can have, I can be the best of the best and have all the knowledge and, and all these things. But if I don't know how to communicate in such a way that you are drawn in, then I can't help you, right? And so the coaches that I've been working with at the beginning of 2021 was more in alignment with that. Like, how do you reach people online? Where, how do you package the programs um, in a way that people are going to learn best, right? Because there's all different kinds of learning styles and all that kind of stuff. So it's been amazing. And I've learned something from every single coach. And I'm so grateful um, because I really do practice what I preach. I know that even even with you know investing in coaching, it's <laughs> it can be a stretch. It can be a leap of faith sometimes. I don't know if leap of faith is the right word, but it can feel uncomfortable. It can feel uneasy. It can be a stretch. And I can tell you that I over the course of my you know twenty something year walk now. I have invested, especially the last 12 years of being an entrepreneur, I have invested and invested heavily north of six figures in coaching and education and certifications and all this. But a lot of that, the bulk of that has been invested into coaches. And no matter what aspect of life that coach is there to help you with, and there's a way to discern that you're working with the right coach in the right season for your specific need, right? But when you've invested in the right coach, they're always going to collapse the learning curve for you. And what that means is a lot of these things you could do on your own, right? A lot of the bulk of me getting healthy and fit was done on my own over the course of over a decade, right? The bulk of it might have been done within the first couple of years, which is still a long time. However, it was a process, right? And so now for that aspect, I get to make that path shorter for the women that I hope help when I was focused on fitness, right? And same is true for any aspect though. Coaches are going to ultimately save you time. And then as a result of that, you always save money as well in some form or fashion, right? And so I encourage you to look at that. If you, again, not to, regardless of my goal is to equip and empower you for you to expand into who you are to like the next iteration, the next evolution of your your purpose, your walk, your faith journey, whatever that looks like. I want you to see amazing, phenomenal progression this year and the way to collapse the time in getting there to expedite the process is, of course, first and foremost, God's word. But he provides the coaches, mentors, advocates to collapse the timeline, to get you to that next spot, that next step, whatever it is, faster so that you can be living out that greater good and giving more of your purpose in an expeditious way. Make sense? So I will tell you that, again, investing in 2021 with these coaches and I learned from each coach. There was two or three of them during that year. But the one thing I failed to do with my coaches, and we always take 100% responsibility for our cho- choices and, and actions or lack thereof. And so one of the things that I failed to do with my coaches is appropriately stand for the focus that God was calling me into. So my coaches, and this is true with a lot of coaches when it comes to marketing, um, of course, they have a specialty, right? Most coaches do. Um well, and these coaches in particular had a, had a specialty. And so their messaging, they also talk about and or they teach about being very specific. And the easiest thing to communicate from a marketing perspective is a weight loss goal, right? So the coaches were continually bringing me back to focus on the fact that you help women lose weight, 
and focus on that in your messaging, which I totally get that because that messaging is easy to communicate. It's clear, you know, I help you lose X amount of weight and keep it off and and all those. That's a very clear, direct message. And so it's easier to quote unquote sell. And of course, I am really good at helping women create sustainable weight loss. And that's not a brag. It's just a fact, right? By God's work in and through me and my own personal uh transformation, a crap ton of certifications, being coached and coaching people for over a decade now, it would kind of stink if I wasn't good at it by now, right? So of course the coaches wanted to point me in that direction. And I will tell you that God just kept putting on my heart that I I want more for you and I want you to be giving more. Like not that I that God was saying I want more for you, Rebecca, but that he wanted me to give you more, right? There it is so much more than a number on the scale, right? It is so much more than just losing weight. And so God wants more for you to experience and he wants me to focus on teaching you more of what he has taught me, right? Through again, my own life, same things, through my own life experiences, through um, his word and the growth I've had with him through building multiple businesses, teams, families, uh, you know, my own family, navigating personal challenges during it all, right? All the experiences and, and opportunities that I've had. So I hope you realize that by now, the glimpse of my story is not the weight loss and having a body that is like, I'm super, you know, it's, don't get me wrong. It's great to have a healthy body. It's great to have a body that you feel confident and strong in and you, you know, are just, you do carry a different presence when you have both the confidence that is rooted in God and a physical well-being, not just a body and a number on a scale, but that sense of just health and energy and vibrancy and all the things. It's amazing. And there's nothing wrong with wanting a six pack if you want that too. But what I'm saying is that the foundation is so much greater than that, right? The foundation of my story and where I'm at today is like, is so much beyond that. The, the having the body that is, you know, comfortable and confident physically or what have you, not that my confidence is based on my body, but do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's great, but it's a side effect. The true focus in the foundation is first and foremost, my relationship with God and building a depth in relationship with him, learning his voice and trusting that I'm hearing him and that he has my back, right? And learning how to access his peace, how to follow his lead, build godly grit, right? Learning to continually expand and grow into what he has next for me at that next level, One of my clients, we were just having this amazing call about her most recent example of being expanded into new rooms that feel a little uncomfortable, but this is where her capacity for reach and impact, and she's not in ministry or anything like that. She's in a, you know, very different industry, but within that industry, she's expanding, she's growing, she's getting beyond her comfort zone. And it's just amazing. And it, these are the core principles of it, the relationship with God, right? And then the second is optimizing my health, not just physically, but mental as well. Your ability to master your emotions, your ability to catch the thoughts that are 
stories, right? So many women have blind spots. You just believe them to be true because you've held them on, held to them for so long. But reality is that it's not truth and it's not thoughts that are empowering you. It's disempowering you. It's keeping you playing small, right? And being able to recognize the stories that disempower and build thoughts and and patterns that empower you, right? So that you can experience depth in your relationship with God and others and expansion of your own impact. And by doing that aspect, that is what has helped me courageously and confidently show up each and every day with his best for me, right? Not best doesn't look the same on every day and it's never perfection, but it is consistently the best I've got that day, right? And learning to give yourself grace for when it doesn't look as you expected. All the things, right? And then the third is building those daily habits and healthy boundaries. And those daily habits and healthy boundaries, both just in everything from personal space to relationships to time, all the things, that's what's equipped me to, again, not to be prideful, but I can look back. I know that by God's work in and through me, I have had this phenomenal impact for others. And then imagine the ripple effect for every person that I've been able to influence in a significant way. And then they are expanded to then go influence the people within their circle. Like it's just such an amazing gift, honor and blessing to be able to walk this out. Right. And now God calling me to be in the position to help other women do the same, right? For whatever you are called to do, right? The foundation being deep in that relationship with God, learning his voice, his understanding, walking in his ways, right? Optimizing your health in mind and body, right? And then also, how do you practically apply that? By building those daily habits and healthy boundaries that equip you to do all the things without feeling stressed or overwhelmed and without losing sight of God's priorities for you, which is always going to be him first, your own self-care so that you can do all the other things, then your family, then your business, whatever that is, whether it's your business or you're in a place of an employment, then community and outward giving, right? Always coming back to those and making sure that you're not too far out of sync with his priorities for you. Make sense? So my refined mission is to teach you how to optimize your health and mind and body so that you can experience a deeper relationship with God. And then as a result of that deeper relationship with God, you then get to expand your capacity for impact, influence, and income. And a funny, cute, but very true warning is that the side effects do include feeling strong, sexy, and radiating a confidence that carries a dynamic presence into every room, right? Fair enough. So I hope that you have found this helpful. I hope that you walk away with this, seeing God's faithfulness and knowing that it is for you too, right? And perhaps it just is a time or a reminder for you to go back and take note of his faithfulness, right? Take note. I know if you're anything like me, you know, recovering type A personality, constantly driven. If you're an Enneagram, you're a type three and an eight, right? We have some pretty hard personalities, which means we don't take a lot of time to slow down and recognize what we've done well or, you know, recognize and celebrate our wins. But we get to give God the honor and the glory when we take time to do that. When we take time to look back at all that we've already done, all that he has done in and through us. Look at his faithfulness when we've stepped out in faith 
and get some time to then also sit with him and say, okay, Lord, I think I know what's next, but create in me a clean heart, renew my mind, Father God, and open my eyes to see your plan for me, see the next iteration, Father God, and really spend that time with him. Is he calling you to stay where you are? Is he calling you to grow in a certain area? Is he saying that, yes, you're on the right path, but I need you to work on this, right? Maybe it's your relationships. Maybe it is your health and fitness, whatever it might be. Maybe there's a skill that you need within your business that he wants you to focus on first. God cares about all of those details. Bring it to him. Ask him, right? And with that, of course, if you are a purpose-driven Christian woman who would love to deepen your relationship with God so that you can expand your capacity for your impact, influence, and income, then I would love to connect with you. A couple ways to do that. You can always email me at Rebecca at RebeccaTabert.com. Um, the next open enrollment is in March, but there's some, of course, always reward those that do not procrastinate and take action right away. So make sure that you, um, the faster you get on board with that, the fast, the greater the, the advantages will be for you. Um, you can also join us at, so the way that works is you'll just email me and we'll set up a time to call just to see if in fact we are meant to work together. And then you can also join us for the free workshop that I'm doing coming up starting February 9th. If you're listening to this somewhere after the fact, you can always uh, still register and get a copy of the recording. But that is going to focus on the five highly effective habits for purpose-driven Christian women. You can also connect with me at Facebook at Female Christian Leaders. That is our private community. The goal of that community is to truly connect, collaborate, and lead together. So you can um, connect with like-minded women and together we all rise higher, right? And last but not least, if you could do me a favor and if this is helpful, please leave a review on the platform that you listen to and share it with a girlfriend. That just uh, organically helps it get in front of more women that might be helped by it as well. Love you guys. Bye for now.